Welcome to Neighborhood Church. To find out more about who we are, go to neighborhoodchurchmn.org. Enjoy the message. Thank you, Steve, and thank you, Nikki. Um, before we move into the greatest message of your life, uh, <laughs> thank you. Um, uh, we, on Christmas Eve, uh, uh, give to a local nonprofit, and we give 100% of the money. There's no, like, 20% admin fee. There's no anything. And the organization we picked today is called Together for Youth. Uh, Together for Youth is based out of Duluth, and it is an organization that um, I deeply believe in, and as a community, we've supported um, what they do is they have a space they meet every week where um, all students can meet, but with an emphasis on queer and trans students. Um, I am as like middle-aged white straight guy as you can get. I have a golf membership, all right? I used to play tennis, all right? So I have, I have all that privilege. So I have no idea what it's like to be a student, right, who identifies differently than a lot of the other students. But from what I've heard, what they've shared with me, it's not always easy. And so to have a place where they can show up, every student can show up as their fullest self um, without having to apologize, without having to be threatened by their very existence, they simply can just be and be around safe, safe adults and remind each other that who they are is fearfully and wonderfully made and absolutely loved by this good and beautiful God and by other humans. And so uh, students, I'd say humans, we all need places where we can be our fullest self unapologetically. So all our money is going to help support that group. And you can give um, in different kinds of ways. Um, AD, do you mind putting the giving slide back up? Uh, we have, you can text give. You can uh, give online at neighborhoodchurchmn.org. Or we have a box in the back. If you're one of those people that still have a checkbook, you can uh, throw, it in, throw it in the, <laughs> thank you, yeah. <laughs> you can throw it in the, the back in the, that brown box. Um, and also, over uh, behind my friend Tom, uh, there's some candles and on Christmas Eve, a tradition that um, I've started the last couple years is I light candles to people that I have lost, people that I have loved, um, people who have passed away, or for whatever reason, some people I've loved, we've had to go different paths. And around Christmas, and especially winter solstice, um, I think about them a lot. And it's a way to, like, I don't know, like, remind myself of the love that they give. It's a way, like, I can, like, say thank you to my grandparents who had to work their butt off so that my parents could have some sort of Christmas, have some sort of belonging. And so after the service, or during the service, if you want, you can uh, go in the back and you can light a candle for um, a couple of 13, 14 people that you uh, want to remember this, this holiday. All right. So last week, we, uh, we talked about this unlikely God who shows up in unlikely places to unlikely people. And it was a story about what we just sang about of how these shepherds are in a field just doing their job, and all of a sudden the whole, like, heavens open up, and the angels sing a song that points to, if you want to know what God looks like, if you want to know what God might smell like, that's kind of weird, right? If you want to know a God, what, what they, how they move, it's just a couple blocks down the road. And through this God, through this person, there's going to be this whole new way of, of loving and what it means to be human. And because of that, there's going to be a deep sense of joy. And today we're reading a story 
that is pretty much the same story, but through a completely different set of eyes that also are very unlikely. And we're reading out of Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 2, or 12. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard that he was, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him, when he had called together all the, peop- all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them, to, asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them that the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I may go and worship him. After they heard the king, they went on their way, and the star where they had seen it rose and went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming into the house, they saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to the, their country by another route. So the, these, these magi uh, are these like wildly mystical people. And we sing the song, Three Wise Men. There's like a lot more than three. And what magi were, they were people who believed whatever was happening in the cosmos, was happening in the universe, was also being played out in flesh and blood, like on dirt and stone. That it, whatever that wild, mystical, spiritual thing up there is, it has like a story, a narrative that's playing out in our lives as well. And so they sum on their people, obviously, who like would interpret dreams, they would try predicting maybe your future, and they were deeply aware of what was happening with the stars. And they see the star that informs them that there is this new king. And a lot of people have given a ton of energy trying to explain what the star is. Uh, people have said it's Halley's Comet, which is very unlikely. There was, um, Dietrich, your favorite story of how there is this, uh, this way of thinking that uh, Neptune was like the, the Jewish star, and then Jupiter was like the star that represented like uh, majesty and kingship, and like they kind of came together and made like a superstar, and that's how they knew. And like, I'm happy for all of those, right? Like, what I believe um, biblical writers did is they told stories. They told stories to get to, like, a higher story, a wider story. And so, like, however you arrive, what the bigger story is, is that the angels, or not the angels, the, um, the star was communicating something new was happening. And when they heard that something new was happening, they wanted to be in on it. And when you think of, like, something new being born, you think of, like, this new king and really this whole new kingdom, where would you go? You would go to places where there's power. You move to the places you're like, oh, yeah, we go to Chubb Lake. Everyone knows what's happening at Chubb Lake. Or you go, to, you go to the beautiful people, right? And that's what they did. They showed up to King Herod, and they said, where is this new king? And Herod has a very, <laughs> a very different response. And they realize this kingdom is not the kind of kingdom that we're looking for. There's this new king, this new kingdom. We're not going to find it here. So what do they do? They look up at the sky, and the star begins to move again. And it stops in an unlikely place called Bethlehem. They open the door, and they find an unlikely Emmanuel, God with us. This king is a vulnerable little baby. And what do they do when they see it? They give. Because that's what you do when you see divine love. So this Christmas, three things. Because I'm a pastor, 
always has to be in groups of three. So um, the first one is uh, the Magi were willing to see new light. Only way you can see new light is if you have a curious mindset. If you have this growth mindset of saying, whatever is around that corner, what, it could be something new, and I'm here for all of it. And so often it's easy to live in a fixed mindset, to have this very binary way of thinking. There's good and there's evil. And funny, the things that we embody and the we, that we do, we say are good. And because you do it differently, you, you must be out clearly, right? Like the Magi were willing to continue to look up and see and be amazed by new things. So my encouragement to you this Christmas is like be open to love. Be open to something new. Be open to, like, maybe scary Ga Uncle Gary's new story about, like, be open to finding some new ways of experiencing or loving. Second thing is this, is that the Magi showed up, and they had every reason to not show up. Like, it, the, the way the story starts, they saw a light, and they, the, all of a sudden they're in front of a hair. They're like, we're here. And for, I don't know, maybe I'm the only one. When I see something that may be of value or something that is beautiful or something that I would like to like, be a part of, Right? The first thought is like, no, no, people like me don't get that. Right? And maybe it's because of my upbringing. Maybe it's because of my religious trauma. Maybe it's because of my body. Maybe it's because I don't think I'm like that cool to be able to hang out with Kira Sader. We have all these um, excuses to not show up, to not move towards that degree, to not move towards that dream, to not move towards that pleasure, because we've bought into this lie that we're never enough. The Magi were like, no, we're enough. And we deserve, whatever this new kingdom is, we want in. So whatever it is that you're hung up this Christmas and you want to move towards that value, you want to move towards that person, you want to move towards that truth, I encourage you to do it. And lastly, is that um, when they saw love, they gave. You're going to be around some amazing tables. You're going to be around some very awkward tables. You're going to be in some spaces where you feel fully alive. And maybe for some of you, you're going to be around tables where you feel like you're not fully seen or fully appreciated. Or maybe you're going to be, like, by yourself with your furry animal because you are ready. The introvert in you is done with people, right? And you just want to be wherever you find yourself tonight. When you see love, speak to it. Experience it. Maybe it's holding your grandpa's hand while you're praying. Maybe it's talking with your cousin, talking about, you remember you're loving, you peed your pants, and you laugh again, right? If it's, again, maybe by yourself and you feel inspired, speak to it. Say it. Move to it. Like, maybe tell your grandpa you love them. Maybe give a hug to your cousin. Maybe put your hand on your chest while you're sitting by yourself, right? Because there's some magical things that are happening this weekend. This weekend, yeah, this is the weekend. Magical things are happening, and we can be here for all of it. All right, so I'm going to ask you to, if you're able to, I'm ask you to stand. I'm going to pray, and then we're going to close with just a couple more songs. It's <laughs> a good question. Why is everyone standing up? <laughs> Because I can tell you, as a speaker, it's a good way to transition into something else. So if you, um, if you are someone who uh, practices in praying, I'd love to have you join me. If you're someone who would politely pass, I would encourage you to send some good energy into the universe. Let's pray. So God, we love you. And I thank you that you show up in unlikely places and unlikely people. Because it's really easy for at least myself to feel like I'm one of the unlikely ones and that you still give, and you still love. And I pray for my friends here today who are showing up to places, again, where they are wildly celebrated, or maybe they're showing up in places maybe not as much. And I pray they would see that light, and they would experience that love, and know that they are fearfully and wonderfully made, and they've always been good. So we love you. In your name, amen. <laughs>